Hello, welcome to Screen on the Spot. We've been hey. gone for a while. A couple weeks, and Taylor's here. Taylor's hey. here. We upgraded from Chris again. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. that, that will never get old. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't think of a single way that I'm an upgrade for, from Chris, except I'm taller. That's the only way I'm an upgrade over Chris Allen. You are taller. <laughs> oh, that's. You've seen more of the movies too. Chris is a. Uh, Chris is behind. Well, and I nearly, uh, so I'm at work right now, but I switched out of um, anchor attire because as soon as this is done, I'm going to get my second COVID vaccine. So I brought a, a t-shirt to switch into and I, and I nearly brought, I've got a Captain America shield t-shirt and Chris <laughs> calls me Captain America every time he sees me. And so I was, I didn't know if he was going to be on it or not. I, I meant to bring that one, but uh, for, for, Show something else that's uh, a little less snug. You're a uh, you're good Captain America though, not evil Captain America, right? Like, right. I'm the I'm the I'm the OG, not the old, not yeah. the new one. I know. I've been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm like, this is not gonna go very well with this guy. He's a uh, yeah. he's a bit of he a was, mess. It was a, uh, and I'm I don't know if we're gonna talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier at all, but I I will say I have. Sure, there's parts of it, but I have not enjoyed it as much as I thought I would. Oh, really? Uh, it, it feels, it doesn't feel like it's like it, a TV show. It feels like a, a movie that's oh, been sure. broken up into several chapters. And really, it made me, honestly, it made me glad they didn't try to do that with Justice League, with the Snyder Cut. Let's just do a full big thing. And uh, I'm not saying I want a five-hour Falcon Winter Soldier movie by any means, uh, but it just, it has felt more like, because it's so much more action-based than like WandaVision was. WandaVision mm -hmm. worked great as a TV show. This one are these big action set pieces in Falcon Winter Soldier and the exposition almost feels super choppy because it's episodic instead of one big thing. Sure. I totally agree with you. It does feel like, a, it feels like a just a short movie, like several times a week that we're watching. Right. But I like that. Like I, I, I like it because it feels more like a, a Marvel, you know, Marvel movie to me than anything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. this one felt more Marvel- than WandaVision did just because, well, I mean, WandaVision was obviously pretty experimental, but yeah. um, this is more of what I would have expected from a Marvel TV show. Same with like what I can tell from the Loki trailer, that looks pretty much on par with what I would expect mm -hmm. from a Marvel. Right. But I, I like that they're all different. I like that Loki looks, you know, more like fantastical and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is like its own thing. And then WandaVision was so strange. It's, um, I appreciate that they're all so different. How, well, and, how did and I didn't, I didn't mean to drag drag us into a Marvel TV. Episode. No, it's okay. We got to talk no, about I, it. I think it's, I think it's interesting too. Uh, the characters that are chosen to do these one off star on these episodes on, and it makes me think about like I don't know how, how well Falcon and Winter Soldier work based on character thing because they're both just these moody guys. You know, Sam at least has some personality a little bit, but like. Loki makes sense as the center of, a, of an entire TV universe. Wanda made sense as the center of an entire TV universe. Like, just two dudes. Uh, I, I don't know, like, it, you know, because I don't know if it's, like, supposed to be buddy cop feel to it, but it, mm. it makes me wonder about the, how do you pick the characters that can carry a television show? And I'm not sure Falcon and Winter Soldier are, are, are that, even after, I like, the, I like the series, but I'm sure. not sure that's what they're, that that's what they're best at. Um, Justin, how did you describe Falcon and Winter Soldier to me when we first watched it? I can't remember. You said oh. it's kind—it's like uh, you. It was kind of like a buddy cop, but you had a specific 
kind of lethal it's kind of lethal weapon yeah. i don't remember if that's what i said but yeah i think you, you said know. it was like lethal weapon meets i don't even remember what else you, what the other comparison was but it was kind of spot on but yeah, yeah. It gives, it's like a better it's a better lethal weapon sequel than we've had in a while mm-hmm. that's what you said yeah uh, i'm enjoying it yeah yeah i i think um to Taylor's point, it's like they're taking two essentially sidekicks from the movies and trying to give them their own space. And um, but yeah, I, I've been really enjoying it. I I love Anthony Mackie, especially like the stuff he gets to do is is pretty great. And yeah, you know, um, its relevance to like the real world is pretty mm-hmm. uh, has been pretty spot on and interesting. And yeah, I'm trying not to. I won't talk about the finale that I did, but I did yes. watch the finale and it's, and it's, it's really good. It, it's, I will say it's a stronger finale than WandaVision had. Cause I think as we discussed before, WandaVision personally, I thought was, you know, it was so different until that final episode. And then it was like, okay, this is kind of cookie cutter Marvel in the finale. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but this one actually feels more cohesive to what the show has been. And it, and it's, it's really well done. Well, I am, I'm planning to watch it today. So I look forward to that. Cool. And there is an after credit scene. Oh, good to know. Very good to know. Cool. I love it. I love. I have, all the I have the afternoons. I have the afternoons myself because my wife is working and my kids are at school. So that and Mortal Kombat are on on yes. tap. Don't, don't they get mad at you when you they, when you watch stuff without them though? Uh, they have not been following the TV shows. Oh, the boys, really? I, you know, I have three young boys, and they like if it's on, they'll watch it. But they have not been. They have not been like, "Hey, is the new episode out?" Yeah, and, and cared as much about it. They love the movies but they never were really interested in WandaVision and they'll sit and watch this one for a little bit if I'm watching it, but they, they I can see that. I mean, I feel like so far the, the Disney plus uh, TV shows have kind of catered a little bit more towards their adult crowd. So, um. but I will say like the, the most fun I've had watching a television episode during the pandemic with my kids was during the Mandalorian. Um, Obviously the ending was great, but the episode where they're on the snow planet and the snow spiders are chasing after them mm-hmm. all like it's my wife and I and three boys and we are flipping out in the living room. <laughs> we're just like yelling at each other like oh whoa because it's 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 some scary stuff there and that was that was a fun tv watching is that the one where the, she was eating that he was eating the eggs from yes, the, they've got yeah the, the, the female the mom carrying her eggs and, and yeah. her making a feast but yeah they, saw... they love it I saw a really cute behind the scenes. It was Amy Sedaris uh, reading her lines with Justin Thoreau was like helping her with her lines. And she was like, and then she like eats the egg. Like she was like doing the commentary. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Like oh, seeing her great. prepare for that role. It was I love her. I love yeah, her in so everything, great. especially this. Yeah, that was great. Okay, what's next? Should we talk about Oscars? Oscars, sure. One of my favorite topics. It usually is, but like I said, like I just I totally forgot the Oscars were even happening this weekend. It's such well, it's, a weird year. Yeah, the scheduling for it is so strange because I just feel like, you know, uh nobody's talking about the movies as much, maybe because they've been released already. Like even mm-hmm. like the father right. was the last one I watched, but had been released in the end of February or the end of March or something. I don't know. It just right. seems like you know, it's like people are forgetting about them already and moving on to these, you know, Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat. And well, and because there's, I mean, there's not a single happy movie in all right. eight of them. There's You're not right. very true. And You're- that that is that's tough to get excited about for anybody, but just casual movie person that's like, oh, I want to go see this. Yeah. There's, there's none of that in, in any of the eight of them. And that's true. So- 
my kind of, I agree with you hundred percent, Taylor. My kind of general thought is like, along with, I, and I don't mind, I, I tend to lean towards more the dramatic ones anyways is my favorites, but there's not a single one here that I'm just like gunning for, you know, there's not a movie no. that I was like, I'm so excited. This better win. If it doesn't win, I'm going to be angry. You know, right. like last year, I feel like we were all just so rooting for Parasite, most of us, and like just going to be emotional about it if, if that didn't win. And I just don't have a Parasite this year. I just don't yeah. have a movie that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Quote, Has to win Best Picture. Quote of this podcast. I just don't have a Parasite I'm, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite this year. <laughs> I just kind of feel like I'm, and maybe this is exactly what you're saying, but I... Uh, I have a favorite, like I would love to see Minari win best picture, but if anything else wins, I'm just, it's fine. Yeah. It's not like last year where we had like Joker and I was like, well, if Joker wins, I'm going to be pretty bummed. You're you're not passionate about it. You have, I mean, I also, yeah, I haven't seen Minari. There's a couple I haven't seen, but yeah, there's not one that I'm just like, oh, I love this movie. It would hurt me if it didn't, you know, there's just not a lot of passion with these picks this year. But see, okay, so see, like I had to go back, I've I've got the ones in front of me. I had to go back and look at last year's Best Picture nominees, like Ford versus Ferrari has some happiness to it. Mm -hmm. Some some reason, some watchability for a normal, for just regular movie folk. Little Women is a it has some happiness and some some sunshine to it, you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. There were there were moments there that had that. Uh, Even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even as dark as it is, had Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio in it. You know, it's it's got it's got big deal kind of stuff, and and this year just just doesn't have one quite like that. I guess it just reflects the the year that 2020 was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Year for a sad movie for a sad year. Plus, uh, that's it's sort of interesting because I do wonder, had we not been in the pandemic, how many of these would have been nominated and what other ones we might have seen in there. But yeah, maybe because we weren't question. getting the theatrical release big movies, there just wasn't anything. There wasn't a Ford v. Ferrari or a Joker that could have even got in there. Um, just because Joker was a huge hit. I'm not that. It's yeah, yeah. Movie, no, you're but, right. That's Because that's um, there's no huge hits. There's just people right. talking about it or not talking about it. That's right. all there is. Yeah. yeah, very strange year. But I, I like I posted my uh, my picks that are how I would rank them yesterday on Facebook, and one of my friends was like, "Not only have I not heard of any of these, I don't know where to watch any of them." Oh, you sure. Know, because now there's like multiple options on where to find them, and do I have to pay for this one, or is it free, or is it free for a month only, or you know, it's just yeah. it's a weird combo. That's a fair point, and yeah, like that can be tough too. Uh, for example, yesterday we were trying to watch Sasquatch. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, of this. It's, yeah, it's the Duplass brothers. Yeah, produced this. Uh, it's very interesting. But we just typed in Sasquatch and this 1976 version called Sasquatch started playing. <laughs> and we watched it for, I was like saying for a good 10 minutes, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't the right film. And my husband was like, we're just going with it. I mean, it was literally just animal footage of like birds flying and deer running around like in, in 1976. Man, this like, very I was I like, this is not what we're supposed to be watching. He's like, well, we're invested now. We're going with it. I'm like, no. <laughs> But yeah, like finding the right movie, where to go, what is it playing on? I mean, you have yeah. to do a Google search now just to figure out where to get what you want. I will say it's pretty nice uh, given the circumstances besides Judas of the Black Messiah, which isn't available anymore, but it was for that 30 day window or whatever. All right. of them you can go find somewhere. You know, you can rent Minari, you can rent The Father. Um, That's another know. thing I was going to ask you guys about. Like, what's what's your take on the whole 
1999 rental right now for some of these things. Like there were some, I went, I went and saw the father um, in a theater. The father was the first movie oh, I've seen in a theater in, in awesome. a year. And the whole reason I did was because I didn't want to spend 1999 on it. Sure. Like, I, I wouldn't. I did 1999 for Minari because my wife wanted to watch it with me. And I was like, well, at least if it's two of us that care about this, but she didn't care anything about the father. And I'm like, I, I don't want to spend 20 bucks on this movie to rent. How do you feel about those, those 1999 rentals for something? That's, that's exactly how I feel. Pretty much what you said is that uh, for something like the father or Minari that I rented, I watched by myself and that's not really worth it. Like, even if I go to a movie and buy a popcorn, it still doesn't, I don't even think that's 20 bucks, you know, uh, especially because I like matinees. So it'd be cheaper anyways. But, um, but for like certain movies, like we, uh, I can't remember like Scoob last year or Trolls World Tour, we spent the 20 bucks on, but we had two of two kids with us. Um, so we watched it several times. And right. yeah, Sadie watched Trolls World Tour, especially like four times in that weekend. So, well, like, uh, you know, we're already, as I'm sure you guys are, we already paid for Disney Plus. And, oh, right. but I didn't, I didn't do the early thing on Mulan because I was like, I, yeah. I'm already paying for this. I'll wait till it's on here. We haven't watched Raya and the Last Dragon for the same reason yet. Because, we did do Raya. I mean, I've heard it's great and I would like to watch it. I'm not going to do it with Cruella. I can't think of any movie right. that I would, I'd want to spend $30 to watch on something that's going to be free in four or five yeah. months that I'm already think- paying for anyway. I think if Black Widow had been out last year or even yeah. earlier this year, I might have done yeah. that. But because it's going to be July and I'll be vaccinated, I'm I'll go see it in the, in the movies. I'm not going to spend thirty dollars at right. home, especially because like my my daughter likes all of the female superhero characters. Like if there's if there's a, a woman around, she's interested. But I also yeah. but I don't think she's going to want to watch the Black Widow. Movie. So why not just make the these movies like The Father and Minari and that kind of thing? The 1999 why don't just make it where you can buy it for 1999 like that's what i don't get yeah they're not gonna you're not gonna they're not gonna be 29.99 whenever they come right. out they're gonna be yeah. 14.99 or 12 or whatever they are yeah just 30 dollars buy it if i want to 30 dollars when you're already spending eight or seven or whatever for the service is that's quite a lot i, I mean right. i feel like all rentals should be like on demand where it's like five bucks you know like most of those yeah. are the five dollar movies like all rentals should be five dollars you're just renting it you're not keeping it you're gonna right. watch right. it once like but i don't understand we haven't done any twenty dollar rentals at all yeah the father the, i mean minari was the only one i've done so far it, i wanted if i would have done it for news of the world if those things had worked out where it got nominated and uh, I couldn't find anywhere else, and the timing was different. I hadn't been vaccinated at least once, but now it's already down to four ninety nine, five ninety nine. So I, when I watched that one, I was, it looks to be a six dollar rental. Or you could just ask me. I think I have the DVD around here. Hey, <laughs> look at that! I'll drop it off at work for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just, I think that's kind of outrageous pricing. Uh, we're gonna probably see Minari this weekend. It's in, it's playing at AMC, so we haven't seen it yet, and I'm willing to spend the money to go to a theater and watch it. Um, but yeah, it's not yeah. gonna be. I don't know what prices are anymore. But. Sure. And a lot of these, I definitely wish I would have seen in theaters. To be honest, like, uh, thankfully for the father, I was pretty engaged, and for Minari, but I think Minari, I had to watch in two. I had to split it and watch it in two sittings. So yeah, you know, certain things for these kind of movies it would have been nice to see it in theaters because mm-hmm. they're so subtle like if you it's, yeah. it's if you're doing anything else kids screaming in the background have your phone in your on your in your hand or anything like that it's right it's it's a you got to watch carefully in the 
you know, the living room doesn't, is not conducive to that. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's still a movie at home. Like you're still watching it on your screen, you know, something like right. Nomadland, which had like the most amazing cinematography. Like we did watch that on our screen, but like, I don't want to spend $20 for my TV screen. <laughs> $25. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. I felt that way. I didn't, I mean, I uh, have an HBO max subscription. So watching Godzilla versus Kong, you know, I didn't have to pay 20, the 20 bucks for, but the whole time I was watching it, I just kept thinking, man, this would be way mm-hmm. more fun to see it in, in a theater. theater. And I Absolutely. like my TV, but. Oh, I like my you know. TV too, but yeah. I, I don't, it's not $20 per movie, like right. <laughs> experience, you know, it's still right. a living room. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't like it at all. I guess I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found a hack with Amazon. Some stuff, if you select, uh, like the shipping on prime that uh, if you, where they take their time, they'll give you a $1 digital credit. So for the father, Oh yeah. Yeah. I've it only cost before. me $16. Cause I built up like a $4 credit. Um, not, I mean, still it's, it's 16. I was going to say that but, does not sound as good as you think it sounds. Yeah. I know. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah. Sarah, do you have a favorite of any of these? Well, like I said, okay, so I'll go through and tell you which ones I have and haven't seen. I I saw Judas and the Black Messiah, um, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago Six. I'm still missing Minari, Mank, and The Father. So I'm missing three. Um, So far, my favorite has been Sound of Metal. And I know it's funny because that's last on Taylor's. Yeah. <laughs> list. Um, but that's been the one that has just stuck with me and that I still think about and that I just thought was all around in every category a really well made and well done film with a good story. So I, I that's think, been I my think for so me, far. I think for me that's a great example of I wish I could have seen that on the big screen because yeah. I, you know, I it's it what is it, it was on Amazon Prime, right? For free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I watched it like in the middle of the day before the nominations came out because like this is when they're saying may get nominated i need to watch this that it, and it just it didn't have the effect on me it likely would have i think if i yeah. watched it there yeah I, I mean definitely like the immersive part of the sound like would have been great in yeah theater i think you're right too I you're right. um i still yeah. i still loved the the sound editing or the the whole like um process of that um in that movie like even watching it at home but it would have been far more effective like in a surround sound setting and like dark theater you know where that's like right there with your senses um but yeah I just thought Riz did a really great job um I what's that I always forget the name of the supporting character he was Paul Racy Paul Racy Paul Paul Ray- Ray- yeah Paul Racy was fantastic um I think it also was surprising to me like I went in it thinking like oh this is gonna be a drug movie where he's just like you know just addicted and like just constantly doing drugs and falling into that and like that's what I was expecting and then it surprised me to see that it was actually a movie about recovery um and like the way that he did his recovery was also surprising so I just yeah I thought it was a really really good well film and I haven't seen Minari yet I have a feeling that will probably eclipse that a little bit based on what I've heard but yeah I think I think you'll like Minari uh Minari was definitely my favorite of the bunch but again Nomadland being the front runner if and when it wins it's not going to bother me I, I enjoyed Nomadland I don't think it's I just didn't think it's best picture I guess yeah worthy but I but I really enjoyed Minari a lot just That's probably you've, you've the seen one. all eight of them I've seen all eight yeah I don't really know even know what I would say my least favorite is maybe Mank and, and I liked Mank but um I just feel like 
in the in the in the group of them um well that's you know that's a good point too because like i think to your point earlier sarah about like having one last year you were rooting for and would have been upset about if it had won there's not a single one on here where i'm like that one better not win like i yeah, there, yeah. i don't i don't have a strong negative feeling about any of them yeah i don't either uh, like i said i haven't seen anything I, my probably least favorite would be promising young woman um and it's just really just, dustin knows this i was just so disappointed by the ending like i hated um i, I just i yeah i don't want to spoil it for people it's just i was very unhappy with how um she became kind of the villain in the end and and see that's interesting that's what i i said this before but i didn't read it that way as her being i didn't either um i didn't either which which and there's nothing wrong with that obviously but uh my well, i think my it's ultimate... interesting that the the two guys are saying that and the woman is saying something yeah. Know, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah i am you know it's, well, it's interesting because no matter how you you can't really justify evil behavior like that you know like i everything that happened was horrible um and they were not good people but like i couldn't i in my mind i couldn't justify what she was doing in her revenge as like oh it's sure. just revenge like i was like no they're making her out to me to be even crazier when it's like she has legit trauma in her yeah. life like this is a serious thing and you're just making her to be a crazy psycho chick who's like taking it out on these dudes like that's, that's, i was no, like that's interesting to me she was like a heroine like you know she's doing all this like great stuff like um without being violent and then it went the other direction right. and turned me right. into like wow i just can't get on board with that like she's i i didn't want to see her kind of turn into that bad person well, she wasn't gonna kill a guy she was just gonna like no but like she's him. gonna maim him right <laughs> like that's not yeah i think um, that's still psycho <laughs> that was a movie that, and I think I told you and Chris this before, but I loved it when I watched it. Like, as I watched it, I was like, holy crap, this movie is different than what I expected it to be. Had a blast. Yeah. Yep. But later thinking about it, there were some little things like the, the ultimate, ultimate ending where I'm like, well, that actually isn't as satisfying. It's like, I don't think these people are going to get, how can we trust that these people are going to get the punishment they deserve, essentially? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the movie presents it as if that's what's happening, but I can't buy into it. Um, right. uh, but I, I agree with that. I also uh, liked, um, there was a tone shift to yeah. it too, at the end, yes. like put it, putting, putting, uh, Max Greenfeld Schmidt in that character. And he, he was playing this like goofy, yeah, yeah. like comedic kind of thing. I was like, well, totally great. no, it, it was, was it took tone. me out of it completely. The, yeah. His big scene afterwards where he's trying to fix things like. It, it felt like I was watching Schmidt. Oh, and 100%. It, it, I, it took, completely took me out of it. That was the only part of the movie yeah. where I was like, I would have found somebody less known for one role than, <laughs> yeah. than, than that guy. I think and I love him. I think, he's, I think he's great, but I would have found somebody that's not yeah. so tied to one mm -hmm. personality. Yeah. yeah, I think they were trying to cast all these guys who were like nice guys to show yeah. you that, you know, you can't really. No, you're, you're right. But, no, but you're I right. absolutely agree. Like, it was very distracting. Well, it is kind of interesting now that you say that, like all of the victims, like were kind of comedic people. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Nick Lovin, um, yeah. Chris Furman's Clausey, is that how you say his name? Yeah, um, yeah. And then Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson is known for Veep, like yeah. very comedy show. And you got, nice guys, yeah. yeah. Adam Brody and uh, uh -huh. Bill Burnham, of course. Yeah. It's comedy. So yeah, maybe if I'd gone into it, because but it's such a serious subject like how do you not go into that film like yeah. expecting like this to feel serious about it but it 
I guess maybe if yeah. I, I didn't have all those expectations on her to be such a, and maybe I put her yeah, on a pedestal or something. Not, not to spit our whole podcast on this movie, but I think ultimately the issue is that it's a, it's a revenge thriller. Like that's like the archetype of the movie is a revenge thriller, except she's not like murdering people, you know, but it's such a like timely real world problem that yeah. it's hard to, uh, I guess, like have fun with it. I guess. Yeah. It's like, so you can't help but want it to go a certain way because it's such a real right. thing that happens. It's not John Wick killing people because they right. kill right. Well, know? And especially when you, when you pepper in, you know, like Britney Spears music on top of it. And that kind <laughs> yes. of thing. It's, and, and I read about how like the, there, there was a different song where they play that, that toxic bit. It's not the, the Britney Spears toxic, but it's like an instrumentation version of it. And the director said, no, I want this in there like mm-hmm. that was very purposeful and when you sprinkle that on top i you know like you're saying it, it may have had an adverse effect on a lot of people because it does yeah. make it feel maybe more different than what they're trying to go for yeah and that all that could have been intentional maybe it was just this is such a heavy topic i need to yeah. make it a little bit lighter um but like i just couldn't get in that headspace because for me it's like oh yes finally we're talking about like this horrible thing and it has right. a great message but then and then they made her into what she was at the end. And then the tone, like, I was just kind of like, I don't know. It was disappointing to me. So I am that, here for I whatever Emerald Fennell does after this though. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, yeah, she's great. And I finally finished the crown. So now I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the girl in the crown. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. She's great. So Taylor, what's your, what is your order of the list? I know, but people listening do not know. They will uh, know. <laughs> Let's see. I'll pull it up to just make sure I don't uh, give myself the wrong thing. Um, I said, try, and I, I said, this is basically, this is in order of how much I enjoyed them as I was watching them is how I ranked it. Uh, Trial, Chicago 7, Judas, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, The Father, Minari, and Sound of Metal. That's how I put it. And like, I feel like Justin and I, your bottom four, like where Justin and I would rank the higher ones, right? Yeah. Which happens all the time. It's so it funny. All the time. I will say though, like I, when I watched Trial of Chicago 7, I loved it. I was like, absolutely. Everybody needs to watch this yeah. movie. This is fantastic. Like yeah. it's a must watch for every single person in this country. Um, so I thought it was really well done and very powerful. It just didn't and, stick with me like as a favorite, but and, no, like I, I, said, I still really like it. I, and I, like I said in my Facebook post, I'm, I'm an Aaron Sorkin guy, you know, yeah. so oh, yeah. the, just the dialogue and the way it's put together. But also, like I said in Facebook, I, it lost a little bit for me when I learned some of the liberties they took with, with history there. And yeah. like the, mm-hmm. the big powerful moment in the end of the movie, that's not really how it happened. And right. like, I was so ready to go and read about what must that have been like in the real thing. Oh, it didn't really happen that way. Right. And that, that pulled a little bit of it away from me after the fact, but while watching the movie, I was like, you, this is incredible. You got to yeah. pull people over and watch this with me. I feel like what you just said is me after watching every single documentary ever. Like I get, <laughs> right. I get really passionate and involved. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, well, they didn't show a whole other side to this story. So I can't, I can't like it as much. <laughs> yeah. But I did yeah. say on my post too, that if, if I had a vote, I would vote for Judas and the Black Messiah. Like that was yeah. not the one I ranked it. I ranked it too. But if I had a vote, I, that's what I would pick. Yeah, I feel like probably as far as acting goes from the ones that I've seen, like it definitely had the best acting out of all of them. Yeah. I like and it just is, it just, it feels more like a, a, a big movie, like, like yeah. one that you would look back on in 10 years and go, oh yeah, this one won best picture. And yeah. it, 
Nomadland doesn't feel like that. To me. I agree. Yeah, I, no. I, I, not that I'd be disappointed if Nomadland won, but I agree. Like for me, it's not just like I probably won't remember. You know what won the Oscar in twenty twenty one? I'll be like, oh yeah, it was that movie. That was right. weird. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. What else? <laughs> Everyone's paused. Uh, I was going. I'm going looking at acting because I haven't seen all the the acting stuff. Yeah, let's I, go through that. Uh, here, here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the hot take that people will disagree with. Okay, go. Uh, Wait, which one are you doing? Which category? On, on actor, I know that everyone's. Okay. Uh, let's read through the just, list real quick. Actor is uh, Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman from Ma Rainey, Anthony yeah. Hopkins from The Father, Gary Oldman from Mank, and Stephen Young from Anari. Yeah. I know everyone's just considering it to be a given that Chadwick Boseman's going to yeah. win for Ma Rainey. I, I, I don't get it. Like I, I oh, thought he was good. Yeah. I thought he was good, but that's that's not. Uh, that's probably not who I would have said should be the automatic winner. Who, and who do you who do you think? Um, I think that out of that list, I would probably either give it to Anthony Hopkins or Gary Oldman, one of okay. one of the two of them. But I just I I think that you know we've had now a couple of years of films based on plays, yeah. And you know, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the same guy that wrote Fences that wrote. Ma Rainey, isn't it? That yeah, that that same playwright, and I can imagine just being bowled over by them as plays, as movies. I I yeah. I'm just not not there. I felt the same way about Fences, which was incredible performances. Oh and, my god, and, yeah. and and really something there. But as a movie, it's just people talking. I'm still I'm still you know? very upset about Viola Davis in the Fences. She, I I I'm on board with everything you're saying. Like I don't super enjoy watching them as films because like you can tell it's a play it's like one long shot same background or the same setting for you know 30 minutes but um right. it's always the performances that get me like but, I'm I totally agree with you I thought fence like fences Viola Davis and Denzel like they just I was like man that is acting like that is phenomenal. an acting clinic but, right there but you know to that point the father is based on a play and it doesn't feel like that when yeah. you're watching it. Yeah. Like, like as overtly as some of these other two, like to compare it to fences specifically, fences feels like you're just watching oh, it does. a play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The father, felt. like you could get, okay, I can see where it's a play, but I, I agree with Chris, like he posted about, I think that I, it's just differently screened and differently shot for sure than I thought it was going to be done. Uh, and I don't want to give anything away, but it's just, it's, Oh, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, is how, yeah. I, don't I, even, I was immediately so much more invested than I thought I was going to be. Okay, I don't even know how the, how the, I don't even know how the father would have worked as a play. I, I'm so fascinated to know yeah. what it, what is like on stage. Cause I don't think they could have done what they did in the movie on stage, okay. at least not in the same way. Let me ask you this, Taylor, take out yeah. like the, I don't enjoy the film as a whole because of how it feels. Cause I get that. Like I, yeah. I totally get that. Like I don't, yeah. yeah. Ma Rainey. Like I, I felt like, Oh, this is a play. It's kind of boring. But just the performances, like if it's yeah. just like Chadwick Boseman's performance, like in it, like disregard the fact that like the movie as a whole, you didn't really enjoy watching. Like, would you still think that um, Anthony or Gary are above what he gave as an actor? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I honestly, like, I, I, I thought, I, I appreciated Boseman's performance, absolutely. But maybe even as much as I did like Black Panther. Like, I think he's fantastic in Black yeah. Panther to take a role that's a superhero and make it so much more than, than what that was. Um, 
I, I felt like, I felt like he was, and it, it feels bad to critique a man who, who's passed away yeah. just so recently, but it's okay. it, it felt like he was going for it almost to a fault in there. Mm-hmm. And like, he didn't have, I, I believe that when you're able to have a makeup situation and you look even a little bit differently as a person, it gives you some tools to work with in which Viola Davis had in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was, it, she didn't look just like Viola Davis right. and she was able to, to use that towards her incredible performance. And it almost felt like he was trying to meet that at times, but without any kind of, it was just, yeah. Him. yeah. And uh, to me, it, it just felt like um, maybe he, he went for it almost to a fault mm-hmm. um, comparatively. And, yeah. uh, and I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's, by any means, Oldman or Hopkins were, were much, much better. Um, but there was a subtlety with both of them that, that is not there in his performance. And it doesn't necessarily, that character is not a subtle character, I should say. Too. Yeah. I feel like I'm backtracking because I don't want to talk badly about him at all. No, you're, I mean, it's a, it's a critique on his performance, not on yeah. who he is as a person. Like I, yeah. and I, and I haven't seen the other two. Um, I just know how I felt watching that his performance in Ma Rainey like I felt gut punched like I was like god like I can feel his like anger and like it just like hit me Sorry. no you're, you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah but I haven't seen the other two so I don't have anything to compare to I, I'm all in on Chadwick I think he'll win that one I think you will too the the category I think looking over or that I am most bummed about probably is the uh the supporting actor category because we've already mentioned uh Paul Racy from Sound of Metal Mm-hmm. Like his performance out of all the acting categories may have been the one that stuck with me the most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's no way that Daniel Kaluuya doesn't win for uh, yeah. Yeah. the Black Messiah and his is fantastic too. And like, like I posted on Facebook, like that to me is why the supporting categories are so hard because you're either supporting because you are this larger than life character that the movie cannot do without, or you're supporting because you're maybe this small meek quiet character that the lead character can't do without mm-hmm. and it's it's to to put those two performances against one, one yeah. another is oh, yeah. really hard to do sure yeah Kalia yeah. is like a, is a powerhouse in that movie it's yeah you can't have that movie without obviously i mean he's in the well, title yeah. but he's he's and he he goes to high moments and low moments so yeah. these quiet Very... moments with with the love interest and that kind of thing where he's almost meek with her and shy and it, he's just so good i i expect him to win and deservedly so i agree um he's up against sasha bear cohen for trial of the chicago seven leslie odom jr for one night in miami and lakeith stanfield um, another play one night in miami wasn't it yeah, yeah. another yeah. one and again i didn't and i fell asleep at the end because it just kind of it just it's just talking dragged it's, it's on great performances and but it's talking yeah i would have loved to see that on if it was on stage i would have been like this is the best thing i've ever seen but yes, yes as a film it's just it's really hard to get through um when Agreed. it's just talking and it's one setting and it's just like not a lot is happening there's not a lot of camera motion going on um yeah i have a hard time with that too i i agree but it's yeah the the monologues are great the writing is great the acting is great i just i i it doesn't translate to screen as well so um also look it shouldn't be in this category like why is yeah, Lakeith a supporting actor it's so strange like i love lakeith and i'm well, so wait, happy I mean, to be nominated do you, but do you think he should have been best or just not nominated at all well i think he should be in the best actor category but uh, i don't but know maybe he wouldn't have, but but maybe he wouldn't have been I don't think he's better than any of the people that are nominated. Maybe Gary Oldman. I, I've said before, I think Deborah Lindo should have been in there instead of Gary Oldman. But, yes. 
Elroy um, got snubbed for sure. I, 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 still, think, and I still haven't seen the five bloods either. I need to, but I haven't seen that. So yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, but again, that one's a should, lot of talking too. Should Kaluuya have been nominated for best actor? Instead of I, I, I think it should be him. one of them. I mean, I, I don't think they, they're not both supporting. Cause if you look at that, if they're both supporting, then who's the lead? Is it Jesse? Right. No, like it's right. In my opinion, Lakeith is the lead and Kaluuya is a supporting. I don't agree with that. Really? I, I think yeah. I'm with Sarah. I would have put, I would have very happily put Kaluuya in the lead actor category and given him every vote I've got. Like he's sure. of, of all of, of looking at the, the 10, acting the male acting roles like i said i think paul racy is great too i wish i would be able to say yes give paul racy supporting and kaluuya best actor um because th those were the, the two best i think of all 10 yeah of the, male, of the guys there the academy does these like category fraud things a lot like you know uh like i remember olivia coleman being in best actress for the favorite i she should have been supporting too and i and i know that she that was we had emma stone and rachel vice in there but rachel vice and emma stone could have been lead and Olivia Coleman was a, like, I just felt like she was the supporting character. She wasn't the lead character. Right. Mm -hmm. um, whereas watching Judas, I just truly felt like Lakeith's character was the lead of the movie. Yeah, I don't barely um, remember him in that movie personally, but. Sure. That's, that's, yeah. What about the women? Uh, They're I mean, the hardest ones, I think. The, the yeah. supporting actress and lead actress, I think, are tough to predict. So best actress is Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, Frances McDormand for No Man Land, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey, Vanessa Kirby. I haven't seen this Pieces of a Woman and Audra Day for United States versus Billy Holiday. And Audra Day won that for Golden Globes. She won the Golden I Globe. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. She yeah. won the Golden Globe. Frances McDormand won the BAFTA. And then uh, uh, Carrie Mulligan just won Independent Spirit. And then uh, Viola Davis won at SAG. So it's like all over the place. Let's yeah. see. And like Viola Davis to me should be supporting, not lead actor for, for Ma Rainey. Mm -hmm. Like she's not, she's not in the movie a ton. Yeah. It's right. a long time before you get to her. I think she mm -hmm. should be supporting. Um, mm -hmm. It's weird for me to like, looking at, at Carrie Mulligan, it's weird after your description of how you felt about the movie, Sarah is honestly like coloring my thought process. I know, I did that, that to Justin like, too. <laughs> but now I'm like really thinking about it, but I, I think she was fantastic, but I- She uh, was great. I feel bad with not having seen Vanessa Kirby or Andre Day uh, guessing, but I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they give it to Viola Davis or Francis McDormand. That, yeah. I assume I, that's who's gonna win it, one of the two. I kind of feel like it's between them two. Uh, I, on my little ballot here, I put I put down Francis McDormand, um, <laughs> but, but I don't know. I think I would never, I feel like a few months ago, I never would have thought, and, and Viola Davis is, is fantastic in the movie, but I never would have thought she would have been a front runner necessarily for the category. Right. But, right. You know, but now like the way the award season has been going and it's, it's there, I feel like there's no clear front runner. It's a, it's a tough one. But. I wouldn't be mad if Carrie Mulligan got it, even no. if I didn't love that movie, but yeah. She's like, been nominated a couple of times, at least I think. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. She's never won. Never won. Um, and I, and then in, uh, supporting i just i've become a very big olivia coleman fan like i just think she's one of the best on the planet right now yeah, and can do is. whatever she wants oh, to do great. uh and she's she's really really good in the father i i don't know that i would give her an oscar necessarily for it, but she's just so great and she really is yeah. great and i haven't i haven't seen hillbilly elegy or borat uh but i, um, I didn't like either of those very much i yeah i've heard not awesome things about necessarily either of them i the the actress in Minari um, is really good too, yeah. and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's where that movie gets some love. 
out of all this because it's kind of wide open if they because I don't expect it to win best picture or any of the other big things it's up for necessarily but I wouldn't be shocked at all if that's where it gets a little bit of love that that's where I'm putting my money is that she she Minari. wins here in supporting um which like again what about I, the other one in Minari you guys surprised she didn't get into best actress what's her name the, on Yuri who plays yeah. the wife who wife. plays the wife um, the mom I'm not surprised I think if like between the two of them, I think the grandma, you know, is well. And is between stronger. what I would, where I would put my surprise in that is, I thought the the wife was better than Stephen Young and was oh, really? was more more Oscar worthy performance. Yeah. Like Stephen Young is, you know, I talked about subtlety early, but it, it's very low key. Um, I I she really had some some great moments. Yeah, I thought does. not that he did, but I would I would have said she should be nominated before him getting a lead actor nomination. I feel like it's another strange category. Like, I think Maria Bakalova is great. It's it's almost weird to see, you know, like being an award-nominated performance is sort of strange. But I think for being a no, essentially a nobody before this and holding her own with Sasha Baron Cohen is really impressive. I've yeah. seen a lot of people predict her to win, but I I do think it's, um, yeah, the actress from Minari for sure, personally. That's kind of where I'm at, even though I haven't seen it. But I will let you know after this weekend. I'm kind of on board with that. I just, I, I didn't really like Borat as much. Um, but yeah, like Maria was, she was good. She was fine. And if that were, if that were to happen, Young Jin Yun from Minari and then Viola Davis and Daniel Kaluuya and Chadwick Boseman, I mean, they'd be all four oh, non-white. That would be amazing. Would be great. Which I doubt has ever happened. So I'm not sure. Uh, like, I'm also kind of like, on board even though i haven't seen minari too but like i'd be really happy if it won um director is it up for director yeah i think so yeah. um director and best picture too just because that it, that'd be two years in a row um an asian film won and like that would be also pretty outstanding and what also if director if chloe zhao won for nomadland oh i, so I expect chloe zhao to win i, I think she'll yeah, win so i'm yeah like i i just think i do agree with you taylor like i think this is going to be a great year for um for just like minorities and yeah um, and i think i think the academy is over the top aware of that and i i, yeah. I think that they that any of the voters are are going to to realize and it, you know i i think that you know someone else said to me on my post yesterday about facebook is it seems like the Academy with its best picture nominees is, is going a different way in recent years about, you know, trying to be more artsy or more like less mainstream films potentially that are, that are what they get recognized for. You can make an argument for that, but I think that they are um, as they should be finally more aware of, of performances that are not white men and white women yeah. and, and being aware and not of not just of like that. American made stuff yeah, yeah i yes. agree with you they're the, the the whole body of the academy they're very slowly diversifying you yes know, it's mm -hmm. not it's not what maybe not be where it should be but it's you know there have been a, some changes in the last few years and yeah. i'm on board i love it i think it's great i think it's the direction we need to go but also like when they're nominated for oscars you have all kinds of people who probably wouldn't seek out films like this getting to watch things that they wouldn't have before and like really just opening up their worldviews to things. And I just thought like, I think that that film is a wonderful way to, you know, transport yourself to other people and other things that you probably wouldn't be familiar well, and with. And you know, otherwise. it makes me think too about, uh, I have, I have rewatched 
Francis. I, I watch Oscar acceptance speeches. Hi, I'm Taylor and I watch Oscar acceptance. Oh, yes. Hey, <laughs> um, it's our Super Bowl, right, Taylor? <laughs> I uh, I have rewatched Francis McDormand's acceptance speech for three billboards a few times. You know, she gets up there and she puts the Oscar down. She says, because yeah. I have some things to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the end of it, she talks, she asked every woman in the audience to stand that's nominated. And she said, on Monday, come find us, call our agents. Don't come talk to us at the party tonight because we have things we want to do and, and drinks we want to drink. Come find us whenever it's time to do actual business. And that's what I, I hope is the trend with some of these nominees is, okay, let's go, let's go find this person. Let's, let's mm-hmm. find um, new blood takes on a whole new, new term, I think, is what yeah. they're, they're going for. And as a movie fan, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. So director is Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Lee yep. Isaac Chung for Minari, David Fincher for Mank, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, and Thomas Vinderberg for Another Round. Um, Justin, you saw Another Round. You saw you thought that was yeah, good, right? I loved it. Um, and that's yeah. uh, Max, right? Uh, uh, Matt, Matt Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, and I, I would have loved to have seen that in, as a Best Picture nom. I think it was incredible. Yeah, I've never even I heard of that one. And he and he's great. It's on Hulu. Um, he's great. He, he's, I would have loved to have seen him nominated too, but best actor was a tough category this year, but it's a great one. So we all think Chloe is going to win for this yeah, category, right? I do. Yes, I do. Um, I, the only other person, I think Emerald Fennel could sneak in there and possibly get that one too, but I'm That, that would thinking, shock me, honestly. That would very yeah. much surprise me. Yeah, that seems like a movie that they would, that they would, uh, they would honor in screenplay if they were going to. I, I don't know... Yes. I kind of think they're going to give it to Sorkin in original screenplay uh, for Chicago Seven, but yeah, but I, I but I could see them giving it to um, Emerald Fennell for Promising Woman. I I think they I, I honestly I would be more surprised if Sorkin won than if she won. Really. Oh yeah, it, I mean he's yeah. already got one, and yeah. I, I think they look for these opportunities. Well, he's already got one. Let's give it to sure. somebody else, you know. And sure, sure. Uh, that's that's a, a classic. Not only give it to someone else, but also give it to a young woman. Uh, I, I think they'll look for every opportunity they can. That would to, be cool. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, I certainly think I liked Chicago 7 screenplay better than I liked Promising Young Woman, but I also don't feel strongly either way, so I would be cool with either of those. Also, I need I need Onward to win animated feature. What's, because, up, what's uh, that up against? I don't have all of the, I don't it, have the full list. It's up I against, have, like, the so it's, list. for animated feature, it's Onward, Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I haven't oh. watched Wolfwalkers yet, but I've heard it's good. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I feel like Soul's gonna win that one. I think one. Soul's gonna take it, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I was I was bored by Soul and wept like a child oh, at Onward. I cried so <laughs> yeah. hard at Onward. That one hit me everywhere. Oh, yes. I, was, I, was, I was in the theater with that, and my sons were all around me, and I mean, just... Uh-huh. Waterworks in that in that movie, and I I was kind of bored by Soul, honestly. Oh really? Um, yeah. I I, like I totally I hear what you're saying. Like I definitely um felt onward a little bit more. Um, but I loved like what Soul was trying to do. I think they yeah. could have done it a little bit better. Um, to make me a little bit more interested. But the and, whole like idea and the culture and the music that was playing, yeah. like I really wanted to get into it. But I feel like the story was more touching with Onward. Than when strangely, Soul. my daughter like I didn't think my daughter would like Soul at all. Um, but she, we watched, we've watched it a few times with her. And then Onward though was a struggle. She kept wanting to turn it off because uh, we didn't see, we didn't catch it in theaters. So we watched it when it came out on Disney Plus. Yeah. And she kept wanting to stop it. But my wife and I were into it. 
And of course, even like halfway through, like I'm weeping or whatever. And she's just like, can we watch something else? We're like, no, we're going to finish this. My, my boys, we watched soul together as a family. And I don't think they even remember anything about it. And they routinely watch onward. It's on probably Mm -hmm, once a week. So makes sense. Those, the, you know, three brothers, brothers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The brother. Yes. It was just so pull at the heartstrings, which I feel like soul could have done better. Like they had the story there. It just didn't quite hit as much, but I, I, I like the music and all that stuff that was going on for sure. Yeah. Do you guys want to spend a few minutes? You guys want to spend a few minutes on makeup and hairstyling or what? (laughs) (laughs) I think if we're doing anything, uh, well, we guess we did talk a little bit about screenplay, but yeah, Yeah, we could talk about adapted screenplay. I think we talked original a little bit. Uh, Adapted screenplay was uh, Borat, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger, Um, which I haven't seen The White Tiger, but I saw I've seen the other ones. Um, White Tiger is really good. You should watch it. Yeah, it's, it's been in my it. queue for forever and i just yeah i really it. liked it um yeah again i haven't seen the five i need to watch the father i feel like this is getting nominated but for a lot of things yeah well i just especially based on what i was saying earlier of, of some of the other plays turned into movies we've seen being very clearly plays turned into that way. this one's not i mean olivia coleman like i do love olivia coleman. yeah well oh, this great. one was uh not what i expected and i and i personally am voting for the favorite or for the father sorry for the father because you know, I think Nomadland is great, but so much of that is like uh, real people doing real things. And, and, and while it's impressive that they incorporated these things into their screenplay, the father is like structurally fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and so no, well I mean, done. Nomadland, I think, depends more on what you're seeing than the screenplay itself. Right. Like it's exactly. so much, so much about the cinematography. Like if and it doesn't win cinematography. There's really not a lot of like dialogue in Nomadland. <laughs> no. But the father, and you'll you'll see, Sarah. I wish you had seen the father, honestly, so we could talk about it. Yeah, no, it's I'm not sorry. my favorite film of the of the year by any means, but it it was so much different than what I thought it was going to be. Same, and that is that is purely because of the screenplay and the and the direction. And okay. it, it's it was it was really noticeable when you compare. I'm watching it, it tonight. Other, I'm watching like, it tonight. Texting you both later good. tonight. You'll be yeah, sleeping, t- Taylor, but I will. No, it's a Friday night. In the morning. Be okay. Friday how night. do you, I don't know how you switch between schedules like that, even on the well, weekend. That's I'm gotta be hard. So it, it has to do with the type of blood I'm able to drink on whatever <laughs> night. Uh, it's got the Edward Cullen, Are you part of the Cullen family. Oh, listen, I can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> not on a recorded podcast. Okay. I'll let you slide on this one. Thank I you. wanted to briefly talk about, are you guys just excited to watch the ceremony in general? No, it's gonna not be so at all. They, uh, <laughs> is, uh, is there, they still don't have a host, right? There's no host. No Sarah's host. like, hard no. I, but I'm, I, I'm kind I of fascinated. So they're, they're doing a pre-show where all the music will be performed. All the best songs will be performed in the pre-show, mm-hmm. not in the real show. Okay. And there's going to be a post-show, which is fascinating. But like, I'm just, I'm just excited. Like Steven Soderbergh was a producer on the Oscars this year. He helped put it together. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. And I'm happy that it's not over Zoom. Um, I mean, we kind of have seen what it's going to look like because we saw the Golden Globes try to do it this year. Well, the Golden Globes did Zoom, though. The Oscars are no Zoom. Um, Like, no Zoom allowed at the Oscars. So So the actors, are they going to be there? Is that? I think a lot of in-person. And they're doing satellite stuff for people who couldn't travel. Um, I I hope that it's... I'm excited to watch it based on the hope that it could change the future of the Oscars because 
Sure. Even as an Oscar, even as a diehard Oscar guy, of which there are not a lot of people that fit that category, honestly, anymore. The the awards themselves last are just okay. Uh, uh, really, another commercial like it needs a serious revamp. No one in this age anymore wants to watch a three plus hour award show with with seventy percent of that being awards for editing and sound. Like no mm-hmm. nobody nobody wants to watch that anymore. So it's it's time it gets a, a a big time redo, and I'm excited to see what they're you know now they've got them kind of wide open like can do whatever we want to do. I mean yeah. that's why I'm excited about. I mean honestly, like I could do without them showing clips of things before like every nominee or whatever. Like you could just read the list of names and then just go into it. Yeah, mostly I just think there's I a few categories. Time. Like there's a couple of these categories that I don't really know if like I don't know if short films should be at the Oscars personally. Um, mm. Like, like in the telecast or nominated for things? Nominated. I don't think they should be included as the hmm. Oscars. Like maybe they should have their own thing. Um, mostly and part of that is like some of these, if you look at some of these uh, short films that are nominated, they're produced by like Kevin Durant produced Two Distant, Distant Strangers. And Obi-Wan um, won a couple of years ago. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah. And uh, one of them is made by or stars Oscar Isaac and his wife made it, which is really cool. And I would love to see her win so she can make some cheesy joke about already having an Oscar at home. But it's also like, <laughs> it also just feels like it has a big cheesy. advantage, right? It doesn't like, these movies are made by people in the business. Who can make movies. Who can make yeah. movies for the most part. And I know making I, movies is hard and even people who make movies sometimes can't. But like, I just feel like they shouldn't, that they should be a that's separate fair. thing. And that I, just, not I, 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 I would rather do a like a, because I, I want I want them to spend time on the categories that I want them to spend time on. Um, but, you know, that's different. I, OK, guy out there in Lee Summit who can't wait for film editing Oscar every year. I apologize <laughs> as you're listening to this. I, I know you're probably one of the biggest fans of Screen on the Spot and I apologize. But like my favorite year that I can remember was the year they did. It was the year Heath Ledger won Supporting Actor. And they had the thing where the five five yeah. previous winners would walk out. I love and, that. And each of them would address one of the nominees specifically. Yes, that was so good. It was so it. good. I don't and know why took, that didn't continue. Because it took forever. It took it takes it way was, too long to do. That was also I, my favorite too. And I was gonna say that, but I didn't realize it was that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I, I, I remember because it was Kevin Klein that talks about Heath Ledger. That's the only reason I, I remember it at all. Um, but it's just, that was excellent to have actors talking to actors I and, agree. that was, cool. uh, it, it was really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. But you can't do that really with film editors. Like you're not supposed to, honestly, <laughs> I wanted 1988 for editing. Yeah. Yada, yada. <laughs> I know, right. Oh yeah. It's gosh. unfortunately the awards that people don't care about, but at the same time, like, you know, we want to let those, I want to let those nominees, you know, have their, their time in the, in the spotlight there. That's I, awesome. I do like but that I they're they're in I like to know who's gonna win editing. I do have my favorites in those categories still. Like I mean I yeah um but yeah you're right the speeches I'm kind of just like no no this guy like don't really care <laughs> and then they just they're just thinking agents for five minutes and like ugh. yeah it's weird there's no good <laughs> yeah. way to do it that I've seen anyway so that's one thing I'm interested in. if they if they can ever come up with a better way to do it than is currently constructed I'll be excited. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah well I'm I'm definitely curious um can't wait doesn't matter you know we're in a pandemic i'm just like yeah 
just excited to watch it. Is has have you so uh, wrapping up our current Oscars conversation? Is there anything else you guys have watched, are watching that you want to shout out? I'm trying to think. Oh, I feel like I did watch a couple good things, and now I can't remember. Oh, I did. I posted about them. What did I post about on my Facebook, guys? You remember? <laughs> no. Um, oh, Mayor of Easttown. Mayor oh, of Easttown. it was a TV show. But no, we watched. I watched. Oh, I watched that movie. Uh, what was the name of it? Hold on, I totally forgot. Oh, the kid detective i loved it okay. that was so good did you guys have you heard of this i've heard i've heard of it uh i know it was one of the theatrical releases like sometime last year yes go watch the kid detective it's with adam brody um okay. i think we watched it on hulu i want to say uh but it had like a very kind of like kiss kiss bang bang vibe a little bit oh, cool. to it um okay. but just a very fun uh but also like poignant film so okay, okay. I, I finally got a, got around to Cobra Kai and I oh yeah. I love Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai I was all about Cobra Kai did you watch every season uh yes I'm fully caught up I finally oh got gosh. around that during the pandemic and uh was like and another like I know this is way past but uh during my my finally watched during the pandemic series I'd never seen a single episode of Breaking Bad and oh, I watched wow. Breaking Bad during the pandemic and then Drew that we work with this morning told me that I need to add I nev I've never watched The Wire, and people told me I need oh, right. to watch Wire. The Wire. So the, that may be my next thing to watch, honestly. But I, oh, I you're in bad for a fun and ride. Did you love Breaking Bad? That's a, it's very it close really to good. my heart because it's my it favorite really TV show of all time ever. And I named my tumor when I had cancer, Walt. So wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah it was uh, it was really good. I've actually not been watching as many TV shows. Like we throw sitcoms on at night, or like we watched Made for Love on HBO, which I really enjoyed. Um, but uh, but yeah, mostly movies. I, I I told myself at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I'm gonna watch Sopranos, I'm gonna watch The yep. Wire, I'm gonna finish Breaking Bad. None of it. Haven't done yep. any of it. And those are my three favorite shows. I know. I got to do it. Um, I did watch. Uh, so I, I went to Panic Fest last weekend um, on one of the days and watched a movie called The Old Ways, which was produced by Justin Ross, who we had on the podcast before. Yes, excellent uh, guest. He was a great guest. He produced the Mortuary Collection on Shutter, And uh, this movie was also really good. I, I preferred, if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to compare the Mortuary Collection is a lot more fun. The Old Ways is like a Spanish uh, exorcism film. And it's very small, um, but very well done and very effective. Uh, and it was just nice to be in a theater again. It's not what I expected my first movie back to the theaters would be. Yeah. Uh, but Same was, with me with The Father. That's not what I thought yeah, mine would be. But, uh, but, it, was, but it, was, it was really good. And um, I think Justin said sometime in the fall it'll get released. They have release, uh, like a national release, anyways. Um, well, congrats to Justin. Hopefully he's listening. We don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's hello awesome. from your office. <laughs> oh, I, thought you said, I thought you said Chris. Never mind, no. Chris, 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 Chris Allen is definitely listening. Chris is not listening. Chris no, he's listening. definitely listening. He, he better. He, <laughs> no, he he'll listen to what we said about him at the first five minutes and then he'll be like, <laughs> done, done. <laughs> um well taylor thank you so much again for coming oh on my gosh thank you guys your... for having me on no i you guys Love know anytime you want to you want to have me on the only podcast i like more than yours is mine so uh <laughs> I, I i would love to be on whenever you whenever you see fit okay cool well, thank you for taking the time and uh i'll be texting you both after i uh go watch the father tonight yeah i want to hear it I hear saturday or sunday so then you just gotta watch mank sarah i know 
Mm, do I have to? <laughs> I liked it better than I thought I would. It was it was like for me too. I was like, I don't want to watch this. Movie. Did you and watch Citizen Kane? I hated Citizen Kane. It's been a long time since I've seen Citizen Kane. But yeah. what I liked about Mank was just the the dialogue and the writing. It's yeah, so okay. it pops. It's so snappy. It's it so is. snappy. Dang it! When am I gonna find time to watch Mank? You won't. Right now. Oh yeah, during my <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Thank Thanks, you, Taylor. Taylor.